what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. What? Gutter Talk. What? Gutter Talk. What? Gutter Talk. What? It's, it's Gutter Talk. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Johnny Destructor. With me this week is... Yo, what's up? Highlight your boy. This is Lent, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. Yo, don't be stealing my kisses. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 what you can't see is that they're actually kidding. <laughs> What's going on, you man? Our son, the voice of reason, aka Super Triple, back in effect. Yeah, I mean, like Rex. Something to that, to that matter. Yes. Ask your grandparents who Rex in effect were. Um. Uh. So we're here at Johnny the Strong. Well, I'm mad that we've got to ask the grandparents about Rex. <laughs> yeah, um, Jesus. Listen, guys, we're old. Um, so we're here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4456 Main Street, to talk about stuff. We're going to start with emails. Tom- letters. We got letters. We got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. They came online to our box. Oh. And now Johnny's going to rock and read your letters. Because we've got letters. How do I stop Here's him? your letters like on off- gutter talk. Is there an off button? Hey! Uh, oh, here he is. Work okay. A good backhand. <laughs> real nice. All right, Tom Fremgen wrote in Gutter yeah, Talk nine number three ninety nine. Oh, hey, Gutter Gang! I gotta say, I disagree with your assumption that there is a large group of comic book readers who believe the existence of non-white characters and non-white creators is a disservice to the industry. I think the bulk of the people you are talking about just don't understand the need or even care about non-white creators and characters. Not that they are against them. In my 30 years of reading comic books, I've never come across anyone who wouldn't read anything non-white, though I've met plenty who would never read Marvel or DC, or both. I also understand it when you say white readers have a responsibility to support non-white creators and characters. I don't think anyone has a responsibility to support anything. People buy what they like, and it's not racism or subconscious racism that decides what they do or don't like. As a DC guy, I like Batman, Black Canary, Black Lightning, and Amazing Man, so I buy them when I can. I don't like The Flash, Zatanna, Cyborg, or Mr. Terrific, so I don't buy them. Anyway, always fun, Tom. P.S. And yeah, as a former anime fan, anime has become super creepy. Thank you, Tom from Jim. Thank you, Tom. Uh, so, do you guys have a retort to this, to Tom? Oh, so you're finished. Will allow me to retort. <laughs> nice. Um, I, you know, I see that point. Um, that yeah, nobody's got a responsibility to do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy anything you don't like or whatever. But I think it is important to recognize that the society we live in is is sort of is not sort of it's very white centric. Astoundingly. (laughs) And so if if you don't recognize that, then to deny that and deny that a lot of your 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 view is that way, whether or not it consciously or subconsciously affects what you do, to deny that that exists is is sort of, you know, helping the problem. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I no, you don't have to buy you don't have to buy Black Panther because it's black. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't but but what it does mean is if you decide you're not going to read it 
because you think you're not, it, it, it doesn't relate to you exactly. because it's black, then you know what, maybe you have a problem because I guarantee you, you know, you don't relate to Hal Jordan either mm-hmm. or, or Dinah Lance or anybody else in comic books. Nobody's from space. Nobody's parents got murdered. But also on top of that, what about all of the people who aren't white who have no choice but to relate to Hal Jordan? The white Clark guy. Kent and or Bruce Clark Wayne. Kent. I mean, obviously there was Jon Stewart after a while. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, how many people have had to, had no choice but to read the white comic books? Exactly. And for a lot of people, I was thinking about this actually when the conversation is going out there about people being upset that, you know, uh, their heroes are being replaced with maybe, you know, versions of the hero that aren't aren't white and everything like that, right? There are people there are people that have were raised on a generation where John Stewart was their Green Lantern. Exactly. As far as they yeah. knew, that was Green Lantern to them. If you weren't really a big comic book reader, all you knew was John Stewart from the Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. And then all of a sudden, you go to the comic book stores and you kind of find the John Stewart there, but all of a sudden, there's this Hal Jordan who they brought back from the dead and then totally dismissed John Stewart. People may feel some type of way about that. Yeah, it's like there's never been... You know, there, there's there's always been this idea of legacy within comics, so just sort of let it be. But the there there has been an idea for a very long time that like, well, if, if this isn't if this isn't mine, then it's not the right way at all. So I'm sorry. We look we surprised. Have, we have breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. So Andrew Irvin, friend of the show, just swung in and showed us a tweet. Uh, apparently something's going down on Twitter currently, right now, about a trans woman of color? I'm reading straight from IO9. A passenger wearing a Black Panther baseball cap has been told to remove the headgear because it, along with a t-shirt with an upside-down American flag, made the pilot uncomfortable. Earlier today, freelance esports journalist Amanda Stevens shared images on Twitter from onboard a United Airlines flight to Chicago, where she was en route to cover League of Legends quarterfinals, but was told by the flight staff that her shirt, an Aesop Rocky design pulled from stores a year ago. Wow, I didn't know the design was pulled from stores. Me neither. Because it's, it's, it's a black t-shirt with a black and white upside down um, US American flag. flag. And wearing a baseball cap with the logo of Marvel Comics' Black Panther made the pilot uncomfortable. Amanda went on to send out a ton of tweets about this. Um, United contacted Stevens in an apparent attempt to smooth things over. That's where things stood when io9 posted this uh, story. That is ridiculous! Holy cats! That's horrible. Now, I understand... Alright, you're wearing an upside down... The Black Panther thing, I don't even get. When I, when, when I first heard of it, I thought it was just because of the Black Panther hat. Right. Stupid. If you're wearing an upside-down American flag, does that sort of convey anti-American sentiment? No. No, no it doesn't. The other about when, it, when the flag is flown upside-down, it's, uh, uh, it's a signal of a... Uh, what is it? What's that word? You're in trouble. Oh. Distress? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what oh. that is. SOS. Yeah. 
It's a Never similar mind, I love it now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Never mind. Black and upside down. Similar to Shrek. So uh, I'm, I'm, curi- I'm curious, though, and I want to see if there's information about this, then why was that shirt then pulled from stores? Because it was probably too black. <laughs> too black. Too strong. Too black. Too strong. I mean, it... it the, the, con- the idea that exists within the heads of a lot of white America is that everything is okay, so stop bitching. Oh, what well, is the okay idea. for white America? So, if, you know, there, there's no reason for you to, to kneel or put your fist up at the, at the pledge or the, the national anthem, there's no need for you to not, you know, revere the flag. Everything's all right, so quit your bitching. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the idea, right? Just real quick, I saw today, uh, I had to get this out, a woman who sang the national anthem took a knee while singing. Yeah, that was hot. Holy hell, that's amazing. That was hot, dude. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah? They're all singing, Bam. but... <laughs> that, that was hot, yeah. man. And that, that's gangster right there. Yeah. Like, And so, <laughs> for, for whatever reason, the idea is that everything's okay, okay, stop complaining. Like, well, everything's not okay. If If... If you got 50 people in the room and 10 people in that room are like, yo, it's kind of hot in here, man, right? And they're all sweating. Mm-hmm. Two of them die from the heat. Oh. But the other 40 people are like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Does that mean them two people ain't dead? Mm-hmm. That mean them people ain't sweating? What you have to do, and I don't know whether or not anybody has mentioned this yet. I can't imagine they haven't. Is you have to play this for, spin this for. So they kick this person off of the plane because they're wearing a shirt that has an upside down flag. Mind you, it's a black and white flag. So it's not the colors. Mind you, while the flag was pulled from stores, um, some stores, uh, last year, it's a flag that has been part of this artist's um, brand since 2012. Mm -hmm. But they pulled this person off, off the plane because of because of the shirt, okay? And the hat, and the hat. Don't get it twisted. And the hat, but and the hat. But does that give the owner of a black diner down south? Does that give them the right to when somebody white comes into their store just looking for a, a nice helping of pancakes and grits, mm. but wearing a T-shirt that has the Confederate flag on it, does that give them license to now tell them, I don't want you in my store with that Confederate flag. It's making me uncomfortable. Yeah, doesn't it? It would, it would stand I would the reason. Say yes. Uh, we don't see that because uh, that would turn into a shitstorm. Exactly. For that diner owner. Exactly. Yeah, not for the white... Uh, pi- oh, you know what? I'm assuming. I'm making assumptions. I don't know what the color of the pilot was. We don't. What the ethnicity was. Right. It could have been not. anything. Uh, I'm going to assume... And, uh, go ahead and assume it's a white dude. Yes. But maybe I'm wrong. Could be wrong. Um, could be wrong. But, I mean... I mean... You're saying, like, it would be a, a, a shitstorm for that, for that owner. You can't do that because... That's discrimination. No, isn't isn't there like I have the right to refuse service, right? Yes, you do have the right to. And the Confederate flag, as far as I'm aware, 
speaks back to a time oh, when no. things were not safe. No, for... the Confederate flag is 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 uh, is a hateful image yeah. for a great many black people, especially down south. Yeah, especially down south. If but, a dude came into my place and he was wearing a flag, if he just said, I'm going to murder, he had a t-shirt that says, I murder redheads, yeah. I might be like, maybe don't come to my store. Would you, you know? tell him that or would you serve him? <laughs> I'd probably tell him that, but I'd be afraid to get murdered. <laughs> I'd put on my hat. I'd put on my Black Panther hat so he wouldn't see my red hair. But here's the thing. But would you <laughs> would, would, would you be within your legal rights not to have that, that yeah. person in your store? In your would legal you, rights? Yeah. Right? I don't know. See, I don't know about that. I don't know if a person walks into a store and has a, a, a or, or a, like even in my scenario. A person walks into a diner with the Confederate flag. I don't know if that owner is in the legal rights to, to not serve that person in there. I think I would think that that would be wrong. He's not get, he, if that person is not giving me any reason to feel that they are um, uh, proven a danger to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the shirt's not going to kill me. Right. You know, so I don't think I don't think that they will be within their legal rights at all. So now, if you're so coming now, if you're if you're coming in barefoot. Well, without a shirt, then yes, that kind of is the health code because it's the food. It's a place, you know, it's a place. Yeah, to but eat. we've seen this time and time again with uh, Christian friggin' uh, wedding cake bakers won't help. Uh, they won't make a cake for a gay couple because they're gay. And I There's think no, that's wrong. Oh, it's wrong, yes, but you're saying legality-wise. There I, think no, le- I think it's legally wrong. And, no, I, and I think they should be able to... Um, I don't think there are any again, legal repercussions. I, yeah, I don't know that it is... We we illegal. reserve the right to refuse service. So, yeah, I think and I think you have you have that right. Now I think it's different when you're when you're talking about a pilot because the 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 pilot, while the one performing the service, United Airlines is providing the service. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that United Airlines can could do that. I don't know if United Airlines could say well. You can't get on our planes with this and that shirt or whatever. I'm almost 100% certain that they couldn't. But United United could not make that pilot fly that Yeah, plane they could make that pilot fly that if he fell some type of way. So I would imagine, you know, at the end of the day, if he was like, no, I'm not doing it, they would just have to get another pilot. Yeah, like, then the pilot should have gone. The, yeah. the, the person should not have had to get off the, off yeah. the plane. And if he was that concerned, couldn't he just have that person checked? Like refrisked or something? Like I'm not sure if they ever do that. Well, I'm sure they. I'm sure the person was on the plane, so that means that whatever security pro- protocols they had, yeah, they, 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 went, through. they went through. Yeah. So no, you can't frisk me for what? Because you don't like my shirt? Yeah, that. But they can kick you off. Yeah. See, that's like the kind of thing that would get me in a fight. Yeah. That would that would get me. That would get you thrown in jail. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, what? Come on, son. You know what I mean? Son. And. And you know, again, it's 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 it, exactly what I'm saying. It's unfortunate, man. That is, this is, it's always been there, and it's never been but so far below the surface. But this this fear that people have of, of a black planet, of one another, uh, of a colored planet. Let's not just put it black. Because it's all colors. This colored. fear, <laughs> fear has, of a colored planet has always <laughs> been there, right? But this coarsening of the American dialogue that has taken place in this country over the last few years, 
especially over the last two, because I'm not all I'm not going to land it all at the feet of Donald Trump, because all of this has been going on since the Republican Party has been um, permitted to to be as um, to to be as as much of an obstacle to the presidency of President uh, Obama as they have been over the last eight years. But certainly the advent of Trump on the political stage has given this discourse and this um, and this this raft that is that is out there a form of legitimacy that they never had before and thus now they just people just feel like you know, yeah, the right to just throw this this stink in their bile and their hate out there under this some righteous indignation, and it pisses me the fuck off. You know where it yeah. came from? This is where it came from. The idea that the idea has existed since the first president is that no matter what else happens. At least there's a straight white male in charge. <laughs> and when Barack took over, cats were like, um, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. This guy, regardless of his qualification or the fact or how many people voted for him, does not belong in charge. That makes me mad, so the levels went up. I would say we wouldn't even have a Trump. Uh, option at this point if it weren't for all the people mad about a Barack Obama. Of yeah, course. Yeah, that's the absolute truth. It's the absolute truth. If everything, and yeah. and even, if, even if it's not like a sort of thing that's coming out of people's mouths, it's there. It's, yeah. it's sitting there like, you know, that thing that they say, you know, there's just something wrong with America. That's the thing. And I would say at least four-fifths of people are too, are just too pussy to say. Mm-hmm. But luckily, Trump is there to grab them by it. Grab them by it and yeah. and make them say it or, yeah. or talk through it. Yeah. Or when he's some sort of weird ventriloquist. <laughs> but yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah, and so, you know, you have a lot of, uh, on the other side, a lot of talk back of, of where it's like, you know, this has always been going on. None of this is new. None of it. Look at the stats. Look at the numbers. None of this shit is new. You didn't know about it because, A, everybody didn't have a camera phone, and, you know, B, we was hoping things would be all right by now. We was hoping that, like, because I'm fairly certain that nobody with any with any real sense was like, well, now that there's a black president, everything's going to be perfect for black people because he's going to black up the whole thing. Nobody with any sense thought that. The idea was... All right, so now that white people have gotten into their head, gotten it into their head that this guy can lead us, maybe they'll fix their shit, right? And so with that not happening, you got, you know, you got a bunch of black people that are like, well, why didn't he do more for us? Presidents don't do things for people. Presidents do things for their country. Amen. And so... You know, they're not, you know, affecting gas prices, and they're not, you know, investigating cop shootings. Yeah. 
they're getting up in the morning and keeping us safe from, you know, Russians and whoever else. That's what the president's doing. You know what I mean? The rest of the bullshit is on us. And to be totally honest, the day that that I get up in the morning and I'm not worried about my sons walking out the door, just being little black dudes, that's only going to happen, that's only going to happen when white people get on their shit. I'm on, I'm on black people every day. Like, look, we do a lot of dumb shit. Stop doing it. And I got the white folks covered. Okay, then. I'm trying. Between the two of us, we're we good. should be able to knock it. All right, we'll, we'll solve it. <laughs> oh, we're so screwed. Whatever. <laughs> mosaic came out. Mosaic did come out. Hold on a second. Before we get on the mosaic, did we answer Tom Fremjim's email? It. Oh, we got it. We're good? Got it. You're good, Tom. I had to step away to, to help a customer. So Mosaic came out, number one. So the lead into this will be that so many people are upset about Marvel's inclusivity, uh, all of the different uh, characters, Captain America, became, Sam Wilson became Captain America, Riri Williams going to be Iron Man, so on and so forth. And all of the people who are upset about this, black and white included, have been like, well, how come they have to, they being, I guess, people of color, have to take our our characters, our Iron Man, Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, and so well, how come they don't just create their own new superheroes instead of usurping all of our white characters? And so here is one. Uh, Mosaic by uh, from Marvel Comics by Jeffrey Thorne, who I've never heard of. Any any, any word on this guy? Do Jeffrey know? Thorne is a, is a, a very noted um, writer out there in the black comic book uh, Oh, great. Yeah, awesome. And then Carrie Randolph, who's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was doing the last, uh, oh, Jiminy Crickets. What was his name? Uh, did I say Jiminy Crickets? Did, did I just say, say Jiminy, Jiminy, say Jiminy Crickets? Crickets? You know what? There's kids in the room, so I try to... Um, I need my kids. Uh, fuck me up. Um, what was he doing? Say, look at these split. Staggity, static shot. Yeah. He did the static shot recently. So, yeah, this came out. What did you guys think? I liked uh, well, it. I liked it. I well, give people the thirty seconds um, um, pitch on the book. All right. So the ball, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. He's a superstar NBA player. Plays for the New York team. What are they called? The New York Stride. Um, and they just won a bunch of championships. Whatever. They're at a party, and the Terrigen mist that happened a little while ago in the uh, Marvel Universe swoops over the party. He gets wrapped up in Terrigen cocoon. Um, turns out he's an inhuman. Morris Sackett. Morris Sackett is his name. Um, and so, comes out of his cocoon and disappears. Mm -hmm. And through a, a series of events, discovers he's able to enter other people's bodies. And, like, when he By goes literally into body, landing in one. Yeah, he yeah. lands on yeah, one. That's how he finds out, right. And so... You know, it's just him. The first issue is just him jumping through uh, a bunch of different bodies in the midst of a stick-up and things go wrong. And, but as he's uh, going into each different body, he's realizing more and more of the fact that not only is he in their body, but he, like, knows all, like, all of their, everything about them. Like, he, he essentially becomes them. Yeah. Right, right. He's um, discovering more of his abilities. And it seems like uh, not only does he access their memories, but it looks like there's a bit of leftover when he jumps from one to an X. So it's got sort of a rogue thing going yeah, on where yeah, like, it feels like he takes a little piece of them with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I want to see where it goes. Um, I, I've been up and down on this whole inhumaning of the Marvel Universe. Um, <laughs> He's really good at like just. Yeah, right. Directing you, you off know, that the course. That's, that's, that's yeah. hanging out with Kennedy too long. That's that. Oh. Um, but yeah, okay. so I, I want to see where it goes. Like I said, the the inhumaning of the Marvel universe has, for me, has felt been been very sort of uh, movie driven, like within the whole larger realm of the Marvel universe and Disney and all that sort of thing. And some of it's been pretty cool, like that. Uh, the Warren Ellis Chronic, the first couple issues of that were really good. But in general, it's it's felt really sort of marketingly forced. Yeah, like editorially forced because of trying to you know um, kind of push the mute. Yeah, you phase out the mutants and the Fantastic Four because we don't have the rights to them to do the movies. To build everybody. Yeah, we have to sort of do the whole thing. So now they're they're currently doing the death of X, where it looks like they're trying to get rid of a lot of the mutants. Yeah, uh, in place of uh, the Inhumans. So yeah, I thought this was like, fun. But but I but I enjoyed the book. The book yeah. was a lot of fun. And you know, it looks good. I want to see where it's gonna go. And I what I'm hoping is that the idea of this new character um, is enough for people that feel like they're not represented in comics to come in and like embrace this. This is a brand new thing. It doesn't have the weight of a uh, uh, or the, the, the continuity of a, a cyborg, which is a pretty good book, by the way. And John oh, yeah. Sebra, the guy that fried that, is very, very good. Um, but, you know, it's a brand new thing. Get on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have the weight of cyborg, nor does it have the fear some people may have of an independent, because you don't, you know, with an independent, like, is it going to be here next month? Or right, things right. Like that, True. You know what I mean? So, because it's Marvel... It's put it out. It's best, definitely tied into the Marvel universe. Um, it has like extremely good production value. The art is like leaps off the screen. Carrie whole- Randolph's killing it. This looks great. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a, so much energy in on these pages. You know, Jeffrey's writing his ass off with this. So um, it's it, there's there's a challenge, and there's a challenge, like you said, to every comic book fan. Yes, yes. Um, all you, the black comic book fans out there, like, n- the number one issue, num- issue number one should sell out. Nobody's saying that you should make this, like, the best-selling book of all time, because maybe once you read it, it's not for you. Yeah. But issue number one should certainly sell, certainly out, sell out, because you are giving it the shot that you would say that you had been waiting for. And for um, comic book fans of any other color, because I'm not just going to single out one, Read it because there is no denying. Because half the half the time when you go to a comic book store and you're picking up your regulars, your Batman, your Captain Americas, and things like that, and you're giving the other books a try, you're you're one looking to see how does it tie in with whatever universe you're invested in, and then two, you're looking to see okay, does it look kind of cool? And then as after I'm reading a couple of pages, does it sound kind of interesting? This book, there's no de- denying that it looks cool. I mean. The artwork inside is great, and the cover by Stuart Immonen is like that's fancy. Stuart Immonen. Yeah, yes, Stuart it's John. fantastic. Wow! So I mean, like that that cover, I would put on my wall in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Huh. And reading a couple of pages, the book reads as very interesting, uh, um, hot, and exciting. There's no excuse. Go get this. Make it happen.
I concur. I think this was a great book. I do have a question, though, Len. Um, and maybe I don't want to be the, what's the, the devil, what's the? Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. But I have seen people of color in multimedia experiences before. And this one is another black character who is a basketball player. And he's a really good basketball player. How do we feel about that? Is there nothing else this guy could have been doing with his life besides... I mean, there's plenty of things that he could have been doing. Me, personally, and I don't know what you've read, but I never read a comic book where the character was a... a Not a comic book. I'm talking about, like... In, uh, uh, the first, one of the first things that come to mind is, like, Smash Williams from okay. fr uh, Friday Night Lights. And right, right. There's right. always, like, oh, the black character is really good at... It's really movie. good, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even when you think of... Um, I'm going back a little bit. Young Justice, like Mal, was like the big, mm -hmm. black, you know. Okay, I mean that's true. Um, or just one of our things. We'll we'll just shut up and take our. We'll just we'll take it. I, I guess <laughs> we'll take it. I, I, I guess I guess uh, part of the legitimacy of this one, some would say, is because this isn't a a um, a white writer creating. A, that character. This okay. is a black Okay, all right. So the, there is there is that at least out there. mildly more in tune to the black experience. In exactly. America. Okay. Exactly. Which means that there, you know, may be a little bit more uh, nuance to the character than just the surface level being the greatest basketball player. Right. You know, because with the way that he does, you know, discover his his powers, he now has lost his body. Mm -hmm. and thus lost his identity. And it would be interesting to play, see how much that is ties into, yeah. you know, the confidence of who that guy was, despite the powers. Uh, but I'm still not, you know, look like, you know, the Michael Jordan of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. Like, so who am I? Right. So it still opens us up to some questions. It, that's, it may, a good, that's a good point. You know, uh, maybe it is the fact of, like, it's a celebrity who is so... Um, used to, uh, I guess, his body in, in uh, peak form. Mm -hmm. That now he's going into strangers, like an old old Japanese guy or exactly, Korean guy. Yeah. Like, I, I, spoiler alert! I'm gonna say about the end of the book now. So if you skip ahead a minute, if you want. Um, but uh, at the end of the book, he has um, jumped into a kid who is not as fast as he's used to being, and winds up getting. And that shot. plays a well. You could have just said that plays a part, but yes, thank you. And that okay. And that plays a part. You can edit that out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so Maybe that's why. And also, it also deals with celebrity culture It does as well. very much so. I want to punch his girlfriend. Dead in the face. T-Fleet, her name is? Yeah, God like damn. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's an interesting read. I will be, you know, uh, following it. I'm going to uh, follow it very intently because... It looks really, 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 really dope. It's. I'm tempted to say I will buy it. Oh, I do have it for sale here at Johnny Destructive Zero Complex. I know Complex you do. Land. I know you do. I offer subscriptions. <laughs> I could get it in for you every goddamn month. I'm a trade guy. <laughs> I only buy trade. Wait, here's the problem with you trade waiters: is that there's no trade if no one buys the singles. Very true. So I need all of you to help me out. <laughs> Everyone and come here and buy the book so that Len can wait. One. Get this thing out there. No, it, look, it looks it looks banging. It, yeah. it, it, it's really, really... It was good. Hot. The first issue was very good. I'm, I'm going to keep reading it too, so... 
that's something. So, Jeff, you did good work, dog. Man, love. Who's Jeff? Jeffrey Thorne. Oh, oh, I did. <laughs> Shut up. While we're shouting out um, new things, let me give uh, mad love to Madiba. Madiba. Oh, shoot. Madiba Olave. Olave. I'm probably saying that wrong. I know I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> say that word. Say that name. Madiba. Olivier? Olivier. Madiba Olivier. I know, I know I'm saying it wrong. Madiba Olivier. While we're shouting out new things, let's show some love for Madiba Olivier, whose RPG Arion, Legacy of the Cory Odin, has been picked up by Good Fear Films to be turned into a feature film. Uh, Arion, Legacy of the Cory Odin, is an indie role-playing game that features an all-African cast in a fantasy setting, borrowing heavily from African mythology. Madiba, Madiba Olivier developed uh, Arian. He find, founded the Cario Games, under which he creates this game, um, back in Cameroon, helping it get established on the indie games maps um, based on the popularity of the game. Good Fear Films' Chris Bender and Jake Winder said that this is an incredibly unique entry into the fantasy genre, and we are inspired by Medeva as we are in the world that he has created. We are very excited, uh, and Olivier went on to say that his team is very excited to see their game become a movie in Hollywood. It's something they've dreamed about since the beginning. That's awesome. Um, so this was a Kickstarter game? No, I don't I don't believe it was a Kickstarter game. It was just oh. something that, he, it was an RPG that's been out there for a little bit. And um, Good Fear Films has looked into it, picked it up, and now they're going to make a, a Make a that's movie awesome. Out of it. That's, the, that's really dope. The um, illustrations here are really cool. I like this a lot. Um, yeah, Orion, Legacy of the Coriolan. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I'm not into RPGs my, uh, myself as a, I'm just not into it. Mm -hmm. Even though when I have done it, the, like the one day I did it was kind of fun. Yeah, I uh, actually do a little RP. I just after I started my store, uh, I made a whole group of friends down here, and they're all role players so they all mm -hmm. do like D&D so I joined the D&D group um, we also did a thing called Fate which is another RPG yeah, kind of system yeah, yeah. Um, and there's another one which I can't remember that we're going to be doing soon but uh, yeah I've dabbled um, mm -hmm. and it's 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 fun it is kind of fun yeah. I'm just happy to see that you know you hear about all these video games and some role playing games that get picked up and made into movies such as Warcraft oh. Oh, okay, that's yeah. true. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard of a role-playing game except for Dungeons and Dragons, but I guess Warcraft counts. Warcraft, yeah, Warcraft, World and that was wow. it. And Warcraft, while not a big success here in America, was a huge success internationally, making over $300 million. No kidding! Yes, big time. I came and went. It was really big, yes, but it was big overseas, especially Great. in um, uh, China. Oh, no shit. So, um, so, so, to, so to see that this, this film company, Good Fear Films, which is... Uh, which is relatively new, but it's by two people that have been veterans in the movie game okay. for some time. Uh, see that them taking a chance on this role-playing game that features an all-African cast. Yeah, I, I say good on you, boy. Awesome, so, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So I'm, I wanted to show them a little bit of love. 
And before we get out of here, we did get another email from Cleveland Oaks. Hey, Cleveland Oaks. Because Cleveland rocks. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for <laughs> reading my email on air. JD. Yes, that's me. Thanks for the inside baseball explanation of why DC is outselling Marvel. Those are all elements I was unaware of, and that put things in a better perspective for me. Hmm. On the other hand, oh, I do believe your cohorts over at Spoiler Alert would tend to be on my side of the fence. Mm. Nevertheless, you showed me there were other points to consider. Len and JD. I guess what it comes down to is this. That at 43 years old, I'm turning into that old man that's yelling at the young kids, stay out of my yard. Mm -hmm. I grew up with these characters, and perhaps what I'm feeling is a betrayal of my childhood. DC tried to mix it up with the New 52 and ultimately failed. I'm willing to reflect that uh, Rebirth is successful because of its nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. They are looking inward instead of outward for their future. It's true. Marvel is taking a bold step into the future. So it's with a heavy heart that I'm realizing perhaps despite diversification that maybe Marvel isn't the place for this old man anymore. And see now, the, all right, so, okay, first of all, two points. My first point is, uh, so when the old man is yelling at the kids to stay off his lawn, Eventually, that old man dies, and then the kids have full use of his lawn. You Second hear that, Randy? Yeah. So, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> so, uh, secondarily, though, um, we were talking about that quickly. I lost it. Um, oh, Marvel versus DC. You, there are books in Marvel's stable that you can read that are still the same that you, you know, when you were growing up, right? Like, you don't have to give up Marvel just because a couple of the heroes have been replaced by other ethnicities or, or genders, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so, just don't read those books. You can still read Marvel. What books will you read? Because I'm like... Midnight. Wow, you really, you, <laughs> you really dug deep for that one, bro. You dug deep for that one and you went Moon Knight. I'm looking at the shelf. Hold on. Daredevil, Deadpool. Daredevil. Uh, yes. Daredevil. Great Lakes Avengers... Old Man Logan, well, Old Man Logan, no, because uh, that's no. the Old Man Logan. Yeah, right. never mind. And Great Lakes Avengers. Solo. <laughs> Solo just came out this week. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh, oh, wait, there's got to be more. All right, Captain America's a Hydra agent. Mm. Uh, yeah, but Captain America, for the most part, has been yeah, yeah. kind of like a one steady through line. Like, if you've mm -hmm. been following since the Ed Brubaker run. You Power know, Man Iron Fist. That just came back. That's been good. Dude, it's been going for almost a year. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Cage just started. Power Man and Iron Fist has been going, and it's been a really good buddy buddy comedy book. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, ooh, that might be about it. I think, um, I think Daredevil was a very good a good pull for you. Yeah. Nova, well, Nova's a new kid, too. Nova's a new kid. Son of a bitch. Uh, the Inhumans. Mm, come on. Uh, Doctor Strange. Come on. What do you mean, come on, Doctor Strange? It, 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 but... It, didn't they kind of reboot him too a little yeah, bit? Yeah, man. He's still Doc. All right. All yeah. right. So He's still Stephen Strange. Strange. This is Doctor Strange. All right. Um, I was going to say Captain Marvel, but he used to be a dude. But that was like 30 years ago. Yeah. I think Captain Marvel Captain is Marvel counts. However, Captain Marvel, as she is, probably doesn't resemble the Ms. Marvel who she was. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. know? Um, and I, I want to say Peter Parker... Because he is still Peter Parker, but, yeah, but he's, so he's also Iron Man now. It, oh, Jesus. I know. See, this so, is... yeah. Did you, have you not? So, Peter, 
finally uh, learned some lessons. You know, he's no longer taking pictures for the Daily Bugle because he's one of the smartest people in the goddamn Marvel Universe, so that's stupid. But he would even be doing that as an adult. But now he owns Parker Industries. He created the Parker Particle. He's like um, a multi, um, an international like millionaire. And he's got places all over the world. That's nice little um, change of pace for Peter. Yeah. So like some people are complaining that it's not the Peter they grew up with. But it's also the same character who's grown up. He's grown up, yes. So that's awesome. So, I, I, so I, yeah, you got I, some choices. Moon Knight, Spider-Man, Daredevil. Daredevil. Deadpool. There's some stuff out there, man. You don't have to give up Cleveland. There's, there's some stuff out there for you, Cleveland. There's some stuff. He also goes... There's three things. Like three Enjoy those three things. things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 i tell you what. I'm sorry, Cleveland, real quick before we end this little bit. The Vision, man. If you're not reading The Vision, uh, first of all, it is a little on the spooky side. It's a little creepy. It's a little um, uh, kind of like a Vertigo title. Mm-hmm. But Vision is probably the best thing that Marvel's been putting out. Check out the first trade of that. You'll dig it. All right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, he also goes on to say that um, although I thought Luke Cage, the TV series, was fantastic and in the end extremely cool and politically subversive, mm. with shout outs to Trayvon Martin, local uh, New York legend Larry Davis, police brutality, and many other issues, I cannot wait to hear you guys review the series. Well, there actually is a review of the series available for you, Cleveland, on BlackTribbles.com. We did like a whole talk back of the series. Um, Here on Gutter Talk, which we will be making a very exciting announcement about this show in a couple of weeks, um, we will be reviewing Luke Cage once J.D. finishes the show. I'm only on episode three. I'm sorry. Dude, I have like watched the series three times. So, so like, what's your problem? Listen, I don't have an excuse. Oh, actually, I do have an excuse. It's fucking October. So everything, listen, hear me out. Everything I see making faces, it's October. Well, no. Oh, no, it should be that. It should be the fact that I'm working too hard uh, drawing. (laughs) But what it really is, is it's October. So I watch a lot of horror movies. So that that takes up my, like, watching segment of the evening. Um, so I've been going through all of the Friday the 13th again, um, just because that's my October thing. Like I get really stoked about fall sweatshirts, um, and horror movies and going to spooky shit. Like, uh, we went to, um, Six Flags Frank Fest yesterday. Oh yeah. That was, that was fun. That was cool. And I want to go to like the penitentiary and all that sort of stuff. I think I'm supposed to go to the penitentiary on next Wednesday. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to the penitentiary. I don't want to go to that. Feel free to come. All right. I'm coming. Um, <laughs> anything else? Did we hit? Oh, so yeah, dude. Uh, Cleveland, it's not because I don't want to. Uh, I think the first two episodes are awesome of um, Luke Cage. Cage. It feels like I've already watched about four episodes. It's, it's, it's they, dense. They pack it. Yes, it is dense. Um, so yeah, I think that show's great. And it's just as good as uh, at least Jessica Jones so far. Yeah. Daredevil is still my pinnacle of their... Daredevil season one. Yeah. 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 Episode two of... Um, uh, yeah, the Netflix stuff, but it's all good. Even the shittiest episodes of any of these shows is better than most of what's being put on television. Amen. Yeah. So we're going to get a review of that up and uh, going here on Gotta Talk. Gotta Talk! Pretty soon. We'll, we'll make it happen for you, Cleveland. Right, and thanks for the email. Thanks for listening, bro. Yeah. Thank you to everyone for tuning in uh, and listening. Uh, you can 
come to my shop, which I've mentioned already on this show, so I'm not going to do it again. Uh, you can go to Pop Tarts Go. Pretty soon it's going to be Cult Pop Go because I bought the URL. Nice. I just have to like move everything. Right. So for now it's Pop Tarts Go. Because yeah, that's an adventure in itself. Oh, um, I'm so nervous. Uh, you can uh, email us at info at ColtPopGo, though. That does work. At, or, I'm sorry, it's Gmail. It's um, ColtPopGo at gmail.com. Nice. And where can we find you? Uh, you can email us at BlackTribbles at gmail.com. And you can go to BlackTribbles.com and find all of the Black Tribbles shows from Gutter Talk, the show mission, Black Tribbles Prime, which will be returning live on radio here in Philadelphia on nice. October 20th. So, uh, yeah, awesome. I'm out of trouble. Thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us. We'll talk at you later. <laughs>